This is the Alchemize Your Life podcast. On this episode, we're talking about that nasty television set and what it is and certainly is not good for. Wait, what are you talking about? TV is awesome. Well, we'll see. Hi, I'm Cian Kenshin. And I'm Sophie Ma. And we're here to Alchemize, Alchemize Your Life. In this podcast, we show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business. Join us at the PRISM Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient, esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more. As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, we repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself. Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you. There's another thing that kind of popped back up after years and years and years of not doing it. If you don't know why he's saying another thing, then make sure to watch or listen to last week's episode explaining um, interesting things that happen on the spiritual journey, part one, materialism. Anyways, back onto this episode. Yeah, I I legit didn't uh, use my Netflix for, I think it was like two years. Yeah, my, my process was a little bit accelerated, so I didn't use Netflix for... What was that, about six months probably that we didn't use Netflix at all while we were together? We were watching like documentaries and like, you know, other spiritual stuff that would count as watching, but we weren't, you know, nothing like regular. You know, we were were watching documentaries about the Crusades and weird shit like that. (laughs) Magical Egypt and... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the watermarks on the Sphinx, you know, in the middle of a desert. Oh, man, what does that mean? Yeah, there's been yeah. no water here for 8,000 years, yeah. but we're convinced the civilization was only 3,000 years old. rabbit hole alert. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Those are my favorite um, parts of I'm this gonna, podcast. I'm just, just going to bring it back. I'm just going to bring it back. Um, so we can talk about Magical Egypt some other time. Today, like, yeah, Netflix. I mean, and more... More specifically, television programming. Yeah, we're not hating on Netflix specifically. This is like a broad strokes generalization of television. Yeah, programming, basically. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of a nice dual word uh, because as as we'll as we'll unpack, like it is about programming. It it's always been about programming, mm-hmm. right? And um, one of the things that I started noticing as I became more and more awake was how destructive that is and how despicable, like how much I, like I really did not like these sort of ideas of others being forced into my consciousness. How Scorpio of you. Well, yeah, I mean, like. (laughs) But I don't think many people would like that. If you really sit down and think about it, like how many people can honestly say like, yeah, I'm totally cool with like some random person or being or entity of which I do not know or trust their intent, just like dropping shit into my, like straight into the subconscious. Yeah. I I mean, like it's after watching TV for even 15 minutes, you go into a trance state. 
Yeah. Right, your your brain kind of like simmers down, and you like eyes glaze over, and you disengage. And now you're in passive mode. Passive mode means the active, rational, logical mind that usually decides what to let in and what to reject is like turning offline. Pacified, yeah. So you yeah. you guys have heard us talk about the reticular activating system, the RAS, the RAS. And that's basically your filter between your conscious and your subconscious mind. And um, when you're doing things like certain types of meditation, hypnosis, or watching TV, you enter a state where the RAS basically just goes and out for a break. And that means that everything that you're absorbing is going straight into your being. And this can really program the way the way that you behave. I actually have a good example of this. And now I'm thinking back to it. I think it was about a year that we weren't really watching Netflix because um, we and got- for me before. For it was you a before. a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, and then for us together, it was about a year because we got together in a November and then this example is the following December. So it was about a year where we had, you know, maybe you watched the odd show here and there, but we weren't like real. And it was, again, it was not drama-filled stuff. No, right? it was, yeah, it was, it was very- Educational. You know, educational and expansive and like sort of considering new ideas and things like that. So, you know, and, and we've shared on our conscious, um, our podcast about conscious couples, like, you know, seeing and I fight. I'm not going to say that we don't. But what was really noticeable about this is if you can imagine a whole year of not having normal relationship fights, like we weren't fighting over like you know, um, looking at this girl the wrong way or like, you know, which way you put the toilet paper or how many towels we have. Like we weren't fighting around that kind of stuff that I consider to be like normal couple stuff. We were fighting over like deep spiritual wounding and that kind of thing. And you can, um, I'm not sure which podcast episode that is, but it's one of everybody's favorite ones. So go back. If you're curious about that, go back and listen to that one. Where this is important though, is that we hadn't had what I would call like a normal dramatic fight like ever you know, in, a, in the whole, at that time, the whole year we'd been together. And then I get the idea, I'm feeling nostalgic for Christmas. It's the first time I'm having Christmas away from my family. You know, it's still the middle of COVID. So everybody's Zooming on Christmas and we're in Vancouver and it's rainy. So there's no freaking snow, which is like my association with Christmas is like snow, Christmas carols and decorations. And I didn't have any of those that year. So I decided, you know what? I want to watch some like Christmas based romantic comedies, some Christmas rom-coms. And I'm like, no, please, no, please, no. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know. He, There's nothing worse than a rom-com. Oh and God. a Christmas-based <laughs> Never one, Never mind too. television to begin with, but a rom-com. Are you kidding me? And Christmas? No. Yeah, I was just looking to push the, like, the Christmas button, you know? I was just feeling a little sad and, like, missing Christmas and a little nostalgic and homesick. And so I was like, cool, I'm going to watch something that I associate with home. So we picked, I, what was it? I got him to watch one with me, and I believe it was called Four Christmases. Yeah. And this has got, I think... Uh, I've already blocked it out. I know. Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn in it. So, you know, whether you love or hate the movie, whatever, I ended up not being overly, like, impressed by it and just being like, oh, I remember this being funnier than than I am finding it right now. It's another side effect of the of the path. But what's important here is that after that, we watched that show... We got into our first ever like normal couple fight, 
literally, I think like three hours later. Yeah, it wasn't anything to do with trauma or like deeply held like beliefs or no, anything. It was it was just egos fighting exactly the way that they had been portrayed to fight in the movie. Now, I'll be honest, that movie has a lot of fucking fighting in it. So it was easy for the subconscious to pick something. It's basically two hours of relationships being wildly dysfunctional and everybody hating everybody else. And oh, is that how you relate? Oh, okay, maybe I should do that. Yeah, that's obviously what got in. And it took us a couple days to shake it off right around Christmas time. And we were like fighting it right before Christmas and on Christmas day. And I was like, what is going on? And then I wound my brain back and I was like, oh, we watched a rom-com for the very first time ever. And my, my system's like, I told you so. <laughs> like, I didn't want to watch that crap. And I never claimed to be perfect all the time, just yeah. most of the time. Yeah, but that, that just kind of shows you like the depth at which this kind of programming can affect you. Now, obviously, for somebody who's never watched TV, simply watching one show is not going to like trigger a massive fight for them. But somebody, but like people who have a history of watching things like this where people are, are relating in a certain way and have been away from it for a while and then have that come back. It's almost like that person who's quit smoking, who smells the cigarette. It's like, oh, you know, you those old patterns come come back online. You know, like Joe Dispenza says, neurons that wire together, fire together, right? Other way around. Fire together. Fire together the way. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Neurons that fire together, wire together. And so like... You've associated, like, and you did have fights during Christmas with your family and stuff. Every yeah. year. Yeah, and, like, it, that never happened for me. Um, it was just really good food and really boring everything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our Christmases were never boring, I will say that much. Yeah, um, but we also didn't watch rom-coms as a family. Um, and I know every time even before my spiritual awakening, awakening, every time I watch them, I, I just like have this visceral like, like dislike or pushing away of it because it's just like the people didn't behave like people as far as I was concerned, you know, and the joke is they are behaving more like people than you realize. Well, I mean, certain people, this, and this is the thing, like I didn't have television growing up. I didn't have TV programming growing up. Yeah, and I was borderline raised by the television. So, so, like, I didn't have all of that programming in my subconscious. Yeah, whereas I had, like, hours and hours a day for years and years and years, and it had been, you know, sitting there quietly, and then as soon as we you know, ignored. And then as soon as we turned the, the switch and we watched something that was like that, all of those patterns in me came back. All of that programming came back that was yeah. lying dormant. Lit, it lit back on. And and like for me, like I, I was like, I think I was 13, yeah, grade seven or eight, something somewhere around there. The first time I ever actually watched TV. And the way it happened is I figured out how to hook up my Amiga computer which I had to uh, VCR, which had an antenna thing on it. And I found an antenna cable that went to the roof of our house. And I tuned into CBC and I watched like some Fresh Prince of Bel-Air through a bunch of snow. Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is amazing. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he so loud? <laughs> and, like, and you ended up with me. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty willing to say that he programmed you for me. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't continue watching. I just it was an interesting experiment for me to find like to actually hook my computer up to this thing that was on the roof. And yeah, you know, I heard about this TV thing and, you know, and then I told my parents about it and they're like, you should turn that you should disconnect that. Yeah, <laughs> that's not serving. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because to me, those people didn't behave like normal people did because mm -hmm. I had spent my whole life around adults and my siblings and they don't behave like that. Yeah. Whereas I think for most people that have spent their lives behind a TV, like, you know, if somebody's acting really outlandish, obviously we can tell like, oh, that person's so dramatic or whatever. But I think there's this idea that like, that's the way humans are supposed to be, right? Again, you're getting programmed to think that like this drama or this soap opera or whatever it is, that is the way that it's always meant to be. And it's like your subconscious is almost aspiring to make you fit that mold and to act that way. That's its job. Literally. Mon monkey see, monkey do. That's mm -hmm. all. Like we're literally, like you take away the consciousness, you take away the spirit, we're just monkeys. Yeah. And in a lot of, in mo most of the, most cases, the monkey's making all the decisions, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, yeah, all of that programming is actually having a, a real effect as far as what you believe is real and normal. Mm -hmm. um, and it when was so stark that like, I never really knew why I didn't fit in in school. Oh, you're just really weird. Well, yeah, there's a reason that yeah. I'm really weird. I did not grow up on, on television. Mm -hmm. Like it was not in my sphere. So I didn't, everyone's talking about all these shows that they watched and like characters and this and that. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't even connect with anything they're saying. They didn't have the framework or the context or anything. And that left me outside. Mm -hmm. And we got to remember too that, you've heard us say this many times on this podcast and you'll hear us say it until we're blue in the face and then beyond, but you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That includes television. online personalities, yeah. podcasts, yeah. radio, and television. Yeah, no so if you're spending most of your time watching a news anchor or a Game of Thrones, you know, or even Sense8, which we watched recently, um, you know, which are the characters that you're most um, associating with in that show, that becomes one of your five. So if you don't want to start acting like a character on The Bachelorette, then you better make sure that that's not who, that person's not in your top five, right? That's especially, especially important. So like, don't binge watch that and then not watch anything else. At least keep it balanced because otherwise you're going to become the average. Like that person's behaviors literally will energetically get absorbed into your being because we are energetic beings and that's how we um, work through homeostasis, right? Like that's a known law. Yeah, so like we we have kind of awakened to this fact uh, like consciously instead of me just subconsciously pushing it away. It was, that, that was my thing. It's like I always pushed it away subconsciously. I didn't really know what the problem was. Now I'm aware of what the problem was and, and uh, and that made me even more not wanting to like have Netflix in my sphere, even though my previous relationship spent a lot of time on Netflix because there were avoidance of other things, right? Um, so, so where am I going with this? So, so like we became consciously aware of the fact that like we're being programmed by this stuff 
uh, and we stepped away from it for quite a while, both of us separately and then together. Um, and then we started dipping our toe back in a little bit. Curveball. Yeah, but a little, a little bit differently, right? Very like we, differently. We, we we actually like. I don't know. I think it was a rather stressful period where our brains were just broken from um, from too much cognition, and we just needed to like unwind a little bit and the idea of Netflix came up. Um, but everything we looked at was like, nope, 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 nope. And, until we found some like stuff with like magical content. Yeah. And we had been going through our usual, you know, like documentaries, Gaia, we love Gaia um, and a few other things, but like they were all so cerebral and yeah. our brains felt like they were broken Yeah. Um, to the point where we weren't like, I didn't even want to read or meditate because all the books I have are cerebral and meditating is cerebral. So we were like, I just want to do something that's literally going to put me into a trance with no effort. Like we were looking for that effect specifically. Without the programming side. <laughs> right. Which I mean, doesn't exist, right? Unless yeah. you- Or a programming that I can agree with. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we started finding these shows on Netflix and some of them weren't just on Netflix, some of them were on Amazon Prime and a few other places that had really interesting storylines to us. And what happened was fascinating because now that we've had this transition, you know, I, I think of it almost like, you know, if you follow your, like your Buddhist Tonka, the stages of meditation, you get like enlightened, then you go away mm -hmm. and you come back mm -hmm. into the world. You come with back into the marketplace, sword, your sword, your sword yeah. of discernment. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is kind of what we did with TV is we like went away from it. And then we came back with our sword of discernment. Mm -hmm. And now when we watch something like, you know, Sense8 or the wheel of time, or, um, what was that Amazon prime one that we were watching, um, about, it was like all futuristic. And there was all the, I'm explaining this really badly right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was all these different timelines and the world was going to end, but they were trying to save it. And the girl was the mathematician from the planet that was full of water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was um, that called? Your mom recommended it to us. The the fate or the, well, we'll put it in the We'll find it. Notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. We'll yeah. find it. Um, but anyway, so all of these shows, what was interesting about them is once you have your, like, obviously they all have drama, but once you've got that like sort of discernment, we were able to cut through and just see like, okay, that person's just like, that's just a dramatic storyline. We don't need to worry yeah, about that. We're staying conscious during, during the episode and we're yeah. recognizing, oh, like there's this thing playing out here. I don't like this. This is like, people are just being dramatic for the sake of being dramatic. Yeah, and I would say it's even one step past I don't like this because, you know, we got to be mindful with the story of I don't like this when we're on a spiritual journey that often doesn't serve us. But it's just this like, oh, this just doesn't like this just isn't truth. You know, mm -hmm. what is truth versus what isn't truth? And you're like, OK, well, what are you saying, Sophie? What could possibly be truth when you're watching these shows? And here's where the interesting effect came in. We were reflecting on the other day is there's this effect of for myself at least, and I'm gonna use a human design reference again, I have a closed head and a closed ajna in my human design, which means like I, I personally, my experience is that my imagination is maybe not as expansive as some other people's and that's something I'm actively working on. For example, Cian who's got an open everything, right? Not actually an open everything, but his, his head is open. 
And sometimes when I, I feel a little limited by my imagination and watching shows that were talking about time travel and magic with my new perspective of the way the universe works and the way quantum mechanics works and this totally new spiritual realm of existence, all of a sudden watching The Witcher was mm. less of an example of um, dramatic storyline and more with of an example. Of, violence. Yeah, yeah exactly, which it is, but became now I was like, oh, Oh, he snapped and his flame came out of his fingers. Oh, I, I could imagine how that could happen. Okay, cool. And then I dreamed about it for like a week and I could feel that skill like downloading into my being because I just needed the proxy. I needed for me personally, it was, it's like. And I'm like, of course that's how it works. Yeah, he just, right, of course. But for me, it was like, it was as if someone was trying to explain to me what the moon is. You know, how do you explain what the moon is versus now I, I could see it. Somebody took out and mm -hmm. showed me, hey, this is what the moon is. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now I can go there. Now I can see it. Now I can conceptualize it. I know it's round. I know it has these types of divots. I know it like is bright on this side at these times and on that side at these times. So to me, like magic almost became an imagine or magic, pardon me, TV shows almost became like an imagination expansion exercise. And it gave me like a tool of research of my inner being when I'm dreaming of like, okay, I saw this on TV and that to me means that somebody's imagined it. And if we've imagined it, that means on some plane, on some reality, in some universe, it's real. Mm -hmm. So how can we make that real here? Yeah. Or, or in some cases, like with the wheel of time or with uh, magicians, mm -hmm. you know, they, they would explain some fairly arcane concepts and we're like, oh, that's actually how it works. And then they explain other ones and we're like, oh, Oh, that's interesting, right? Yeah. So they'd actually like expand upon concepts that we already knew about the way the elements interact and like, and how you can use spells and sex magic and ritual Sigils. magic and things together. But then they would put them together in really interesting ways that we wouldn't have thought of yes. before. And it's like, oh, wait, so I've done all of the components of that separately and I know they work. And now this show has just gone and put them together in an innovative way. And I'm like, okay, now my imagination is going, well, if you can do that, then you can do this and this and this and this. Yeah. And I mean, that's how we came to a lot of uh, Solomon's crypto magic, mm -hmm. which is the the uh, mastermind that we're going to be doing in a month or so. Mm -hmm. um, but like, that's how we downloaded a lot of this stuff is like actually seeing people teaching through lies in mm -hmm. a way like showing the truth through lies right mm -hmm. and um, you have to wonder like where did some of this information come from i mean it's like you know a great example is the wachowski sisters like if mm -hmm. you watch basically anything they've created i'm like how how do you have this level of insight like this is insane and we don't really know if some of the people that are behind the creation of these magical shows are are legitimate magicians, if they're classically trained. Or they just have advisors. Or they just have advisors, or maybe they're just really intuitive and they, they think that they're just pulling these ideas out of the ether, not even realizing that they actually work. But even some Disney shows we were watching about the way that they were portraying magic and we were like, oh, according to this book from this person that was written like 200 years ago, that is quite literally how that spell would work yeah yeah and then you know like oh man like magicians for example like the first season was really good um you're so salty break, about this break, show. break bills you know it was awesome uh, it's like they did a lot of grown-up harry potter basically yeah it's grown up like it's a great if you haven't watched it like check out the first season but after that 
man, it just gets so full of drama. The the allure of magic is gone. I think I think they even lose magic for a season completely. So it's just like it's just like the thing that kind of attracted me to it altogether is just like gone. And I'm like, now I'm just watching a bunch of drama. And like Sophie even said, like, yeah, but I love the characters and like I want to see what happens to them. And I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> yeah. We watch it very little now. Like I, I convinced him to let me watch one episode the other day because he was like only half paying attention. And it is really unfortunate that, you know, they took what was a really good premise, but we see this happen sometimes in shows too, that they come out in the first season is really intelligent Mm -hmm. but then the second and third season they almost it's almost like they dumb it down no you know what it is it's it's the same as with the playstation Hmm. right listen to last week's episode to understand that yeah if you want to get this last week's episode right the playstation my heart was like hey go get a playstation so i went and did a whole bunch of things that led up to getting it and i didn't get it because it didn't make sense but if you were making a TV show and it was like, hey, make this really cool TV show about this thing and you made it and it was a hit, but then like ego keeps the show going because it was a hit, but right. the heart is like, uh, well, no. that's not even, that's just like Newtonian physics too, right? Like you've got all of these people that are now employed by this yeah, show. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's, yeah, just exactly. iner- it's just inertia. I understand it. And when we follow egoic inertia, the spark in, in, absence, goes away. in absence of the heart's like, you know, magic, mm-hmm. it what loses its magic. Yeah. The spark is gone. And that's that's absolutely what we I what was it? I was watching it like a long time ago. I think Heroes, something similar happened with the show Heroes. I remember oh, yeah, liking totally. that one yeah. um in the my last early twenties. was just it wasn't even the last, I feel like it was the last the third half of the season or something. Yeah, I don't know. Third season, or yeah. I don't even remember how many seasons there were. I stopped watching it anyways, I didn't finish it. Me too. So all of this to say, like, the first step is recognizing that everything you hear, music, TV, radio, it's all programming. Mm -hmm. Step number one, you've got to recognize that. Curate it. Curate your mind. Yeah. And depending on where you are in your spiritual journey, it might be time to say no. Even news is programming, guys. News is like the worst kind. Especially news, I should say. Yeah. 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 So just be really mindful of like, and if you are choosing to watch these things because it's an important part of your lifestyle or like your social circle or whatever, just try to like question which and and watch with your guard up and not necessarily guarded, but like just try not to go into that trance. You know, don't sit there mindlessly drinking wine and eating popcorn. I want popcorn now. Um, Mm. But definitely do, like, you can still watch it. Just watch it with a new lens, right? Try to shift your perspective of what's happening. Yeah. One one of my teachers suggested when when watching TV, like, if you know dhyana meditation, which is more of an advanced kind of Zen form of meditation, which goes beyond, like, focusing on your breath, it's more of focusing on the background, focusing on the awareness, the expansive container that you're in. So if you know how to do that, um, if you don't, Try just focusing on your body while you're watching a program. Just stay connected to your body or stay connected to the space around the program and don't get totally tuned out of what's happening. And that will keep the programming from having such a dramatic effect on you. Yeah, really powerful. And, you know, if you feel like you need a break, like take it. Take the break. Please take the break. And then when you're ready to come back, don't push it away like it's bad. Just come back with your sword of discernment that you have been bestowed with 
And make sure that when you are watching TV, you're looking at it again through the right, more enlightened lens. Okay, Lightbenders, it has been lovely programming you. Because, <laughs> yeah, it counts for us too. <laughs> That's the secret. But we love you guys, and hopefully you love us, and this is the programming that you are consciously choosing. Choose your programming wisely. Yeah. We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team at theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org. And remember, the goal is always in you.